0: Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Bullpen Cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Greg Piatelli and I recorded our first regular season podcast. For those that are new for the 2019 season, we go through the hot and cold teams, the top players of the week, some stadium snacks, bleacher creatures, Phillies talk, Red Sox talk. It was a ton of fun to record. I cannot wait to hear what you guys think. The 2019 season is fully underway, and we could not be more excited. But as always, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen card on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a hockey fan, keep an eye out, as Greg and I are going to be recording a blue line icing playoff preview with Jared Barnes this upcoming weekend possibly Monday night we're still hammering out the details so keep an eye out on that subscribe so you don't miss it enjoy this episode guys it was a ton of fun to record here we go and we are live Welcome to this regular season edition of the Bullpen Card Podcast presented by sports.com I, of course, am the G-Man, and joining me is my man all the way up from Boston, Greg the Prophet, Piatelli. How you doing, my man?
1: Awesome, Jordy. Awesome. Um, great time of the year because... You're over the sadness of how terrible your bracket did in March Madness. You're gearing up for the NHL playoffs, which are simply the best. It's the beginning of uh, baseball season. It's the NFL draft in a couple weeks, and the cherry on top, Jordy, is as you know, you and I, are big fans. Game of Thrones is returning in two weekends. So, yes, what a time of what a, what a time of year! What a time to be alive!
0: Yeah, and then a little bonus 2019 only we get avengers endgame right after that
1: Ooh, that is pretty sweet yeah
0: we finally get to learn what happened how well, how did was, they all how did they everybody... all come back to life yeah since we at least we know some of them are because they have movies coming out thanks <laughs> marvel for announcing them
1: well i think we always do right
0: yeah could you imagine though like if they didn't announce like spider-man 2 and and um black panther 2 and then just like a couple of weeks after the movies came out, like, yeah, we, you know, we did like a billion gajillion dollars in business. So we know you all saw it. Here's all these movies that are coming out like this summer. Here you go. Here are all the trailers. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. There might be a snap of just heart attacks in America and around the world of excitement in, in that case. So maybe that, maybe they're just doing us all a favor. We just don't know it.
1: Um, Jordy. Greg. Before we get into it, I saw a stat. Yep. Zach Renke has more home runs than Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, and five baseball teams. Yes. Yeah, he hit two bombs last night.
0: That's wild. It's absolutely insane. He's one of few pitchers to ever hit two in a game. I forget I forget the exact stat of on the last time it even happened. I think it was is it what Micah is Owings like eleven year eleven or twelve years ago? Oh, I thought
1: for sure it would have been the Bumgardner type.
0: Yeah, it could be a bum garner. It could be Jake Area. I don't know, he doesn't like to hit. Um CC used to really like to hit, but he's never really he. he only pitched for a national league team for half a season, so I don't think he did it. Mm. Um yeah, I don't know. We can find that out. But I just remember with Micah Owings when he did it, like their sports center was like, yo, he was uh the Georgia State home run champion in nineteen <laughs> in nineteen ninety nine. Like everybody's like cool man. That's awesome. Yeah right sick. Great stat. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it, fantastic stat. If you can't tell, and you're, which you probably can't because you don't remember exactly what day, it, like Zach Reinke hit two home runs in a single game. We're recording this Wednesday night, April 3rd. Every team has now officially lost a game. We'll get into that in a little bit. So, you know, the the field's wide open, Greg. Um, <laughs> you know, aside from the Seattle Mariners, everybody's only played about four or five games, some people's six. Uh, the weird padding of the schedule in the beginning of in the first week so that, in case the wacky Northeast weather screws somebody up. Uh, Some teams have had multiple days off. The Phillies are about to have their third in eight days tomorrow. And yeah, I mean, opening week comparatively to last year, although there has been some rain and some delays, I think it's gone much more without a hitch because of that. I mean, it was cold. It's been cold at some
1: games, but it's been awesome weather today. As you said, uh, Cause you just cut out on me. But as you say that, the St. Louis Cardinals and Chicago White Sox, maybe, t- for tomorrow's game have preemptively postponed. Ah, all right, I jinxed it. But that's for tomorrow. That's for tomorrow because... That's for tomorrow. That's tomorrow's Chicago right. to deal with. and Tomorrow, which would be... All-
0: the lake effects. They get their own crap. Um-
1: right. Tomorrow, which would be for those who are... Not keeping up. With As those. you're listening, probably on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday, yeah. whatever that date is. Yeah, the, the 4th of April. Hmm. I couldn't
0: look to a corner of your computer to see the date. I see how it is.
1: You know, Jordy, some guys <laughs> some guys are lazy. Some guys have all the luck. Some guys are smart. Um, speaking of, the another team keep Jordy hot on his toes since he is in early form, clearly. He didn't get enough spring training practice uh the Oakland Athletics are another team that has also played eight games as as long as, as well as Seattle Mariners as they played each other
0: yes yes you're right it, they played each other in Japan um technically I guess all of those games counted as Oakland Athletics home games uh because they've technically played zero I thought they were doing one and one as a split uh maybe Yahoo is just incorrect I'm not sure no no uh, that's but you're right they played correct. eight
1: games yeah no that's correct that's Oakland wore the Home jerseys.
0: They were the home unis. So yeah. Ichiro was a, was a, a visitor in his final two games in in Japan in his right. home country. Right. He's messed up. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, anywho, let's jump right into it, Greg. So for those that are new to the show, as I reminded Greg right before we jumped on the air, the format is we do hot and cold teams in each league. We do the a uh, top pit, top pitcher and top hitter. We normally do a rookie, but because of the, the fact that we've only had, you know, oh, so many games in the first week, we're going to save that table to another week. Then, as I'm a Philly fan, Greg's a Boston fan, we do a little Phillies talk, a little Red Sox talk, and then we jump into the segments that you got used to in spring training. Your stadium snacks, bleacher creatures, anything else we've seen. Insane fucking baseball players, which I don't think we did in spring training, but there's a couple of those out there. Um, we could have done Carlos Santana, for instance, smashing televisions for uh, that were full of Fortnite at the Phillies uh, clubhouse last year. So there's an example of that. But, Greg, let's jump right into hot and cold teams. You want to start in the AL, your beloved American League? Uh, sure. All right. What do you got for your hot team of the week?
1: Uh, ooh. I mean, I'm going to go with the team that you're not going to talk about since I know a team you're going to talk about. I'm going to go with the Oakland Athletics. Um, All right. Simply, since losing the first two games for Seattle, they have won five of their last six, mm-hmm. um, three out of four from the Angels and so far, two up on the Red Sox. Um, and it's the way they're doing it. you know they're doing it with really just the home run ball. Um, pounding the ball, taking everyone deep, already scored um, not as much as Seattle who scored 56, but they've scored 31 runs already um which only is behind a couple of teams in baseball which you know again uh, crazy pace for them right now they're pitching well granted it's at home and granted uh the red sox and historically have are terrible in the west coast except for when they won the world series in la when they beat a west coast team uh yes this most recent season world series Jordy. that is correct uh yeah seattle mariners that's who i'm going with i mean uh, sorry oakland no. Athletics.
0: I like that a lot. And You mentioned the long ball. They're basically playing Chris Davis ball. He has five homers in the in the, uh, to start the season so far. Um, and you know, I mean, they they are striking out a lot, which is Chris Davis ball to a T. Although Chris Davis only has five, um, but they are playing good defense too. I don't think we can can discount that. They obviously the the play that was making the rounds was the Ramon Laureano play against the Red Sox, where he gunned a throw. From center field to uh to snag, I forget who it was on the Red Sox out at home plate, but it was an absolute frozen rope that he threw there. Yeah, Bogarts. It was Bogarts. Ah, shit, that would have been good for my fantasy team. But yeah, you know they uh, Davis is starting off the season with a .241 one average. He's got five homers. Matt Chapman, probably the MVP of this team, um, just in general, and, and certainly leading leading off the season well with three homers, six ribbies, and a three forty-five batting average. You mentioned it though, it's pitching that's starting off well. Blake Trinan has not let up a, a earned run yet. Um, when he's come in and really been that that back end, that anchor that they want with three saves and five appearances. Um, and their starters have been have been great too. Mike Fires has made three starts already and has a three uh, almost a GPA ERA <laughs> in that uh <laughs> over the course of their Jesus math nerd over here. But yeah, you know that pitching staff is looking pretty hot, so that's a great pick, Craig. I, you know, I, you know, I, I we probably talk about that. You know, I have a, you know, a soft spot for the Oakland Athletics, as you re- might remember.
1: Yeah, well, I figured uh, I'd let you uh, take the softball and take the obvious team, and I'll take the uh, the next obvious team. All right. Yeah. Well,
0: my team is going to be the Minnesota Twins. Oh, not the obvious pick. Who are you going to go with, uh, the Seattle Mariners? Yeah, that has to be the obvious pick. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're doing well. I mean, you want to go Mariners instead? We'll go with the obvious pick. It's
1: your pick. You can do whatever you want with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the Mariners are off to a very hot start. I'm going with the twins though. They have had a pretty nice start to their season at three at four and one so far. Um, you know, we've talked about it a lot with with the American league central of that. That's Cleveland's basically to lose. And Minnesota's getting it done right. Similarly to the Phillies, they've had this weird schedule where they've had to play. They played a three-game series over the weekend, then they had a day off on Monday, then have a day off tomorrow before they go to Philadelphia. But what they did, Greg, was they beat up the Cleveland Indians in multiple ways. They did it with a 2 nothing shutout win, then they lost 2-1 on Saturday, then they really beat up on the Indians, which I think is very telling it hopefully is a sign of things to come for this division and that it's not as cut and dry as you and I thought it might potentially be. Um, and you know, we talk about it a lot that the rest of the division may not be good, but you got to beat the people on your schedule. So two, one run wins over the Kansas city Royals, um, over the past couple of days, especially when Minnesota needed to rally, they scored four runs to end up winning seven, six today. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta be happy with them, and and they're getting it done in all sorts of ways. Pitching's looking good, scoring a decent amount of runs. Not the same clip as the Seattle Mariners, but you know that pitching staff is looking really great. And I'm feeling we
1: might be coming back to one of their pitchers in a little bit. This oddly looks like uh, you're saying they're the hot team just because the Twins are about to play the Phillies, and you want the Phillies to sort of end this quote unquote hot streak. Um, no, it's not. So bad. I'm gonna go with a little bit of Homer pick, but no, you're right. Their pitching has been unbelievable so far. Uh, only the Rays in the American League have given up less runs uh, as a team. So great pick, great pick. Um, if you remember the homerism of me,
0: Greg. A lot of the times when I pick American League teams, it's because I've either won money on them or I have them on my fantasy team. So I'll just I'll leave it at that. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, I got a I, little, got I, a little tripped up there. I think I'm right. <laughs> no, it's no, it's actually not. I mean, it, uh, we'll talk about that series coming up. When we get to Phillies talk, but yeah, Seattle would have been a good pick too. Um, you know, I mean, obviously they've scored a bajillion runs. Um, I just I appreciate the the pitching staff doing what what they need to do, especially against a Cleveland team that kind of you know stared them down and and took care of them in a two out of three series. You know. Like I said, I hope it's a sign of things to come for the American League Central, because that'd be pretty awesome to see.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: Competition's good for everybody, Greg.
1: Five games into the season, and um, Minnesota, I feel like, always one of those teams that either starts hot or ends hot, and that means they're there. Um, sorry, they are in the hunt, right? They're always in the hunt. Oh, sure. Squeeze but into against, a wild against the against the
0: team that's the far and away favorite of the division to have
1: that nice start
0: is what I was getting after.
1: Yeah, okay, I got you. Um, Cold yeah. team in the, in the American League, since we're, since we're in the league. Since, I mean, since we're in the league. Um, since I went first, why don't you go first? For hot okay, games? sure. Sure. I'm going to go
0: with a team that a lot of people thought was going, we're going to surprise everybody. And that's the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim of California of America, which America, North America. Um, You know, this is a team that, you know, they kind of disappointing on paper. Um, You know, their batting has really come up short to a pitching staff. That's done a lot for what the angels could bring out there. I mean, when Seth and I did the preview here, the Angels rotation, we thought could be suspect, but we thought the, the, the lineup could be okay. I was, you know, wondering what was going you know, what they'd bring out. And you mentioned it. Mike Trout yet to hit a homer. Zach Rinkey has two more than him. Uh, Mike Trout only has three ribbies. He's batting 294, but then surrounding him, it's it's kind of a mixed bag of what, what you got there. Um the next highest batting average on the team, Albert or is Albert Pujols at 211, and there's only one guy higher than Mike Trout, and that's Jonathan Lucroy at 333. Um, so I, you know it's just kind of a disappointing start for them. Um, I'm not a machine. I'm I, just Albert. Yes, oh, yes, I am just Albert. Um, almost the exact same commercial as the Russian spy, by the way. But <laughs> it's a hot take for another day. Mm. But yeah, I'm going to go with them. Um, so you know, the the AL, AL West kind of a interesting start, but I'll let you, own, you uh, give your thoughts own, on the
1: team. Yeah, the only counterpoint I make to that is the Athletics and the Mariners are just two teams that are on a buzzsaw right now, and maybe sure. it is the, maybe it is the fact that they both got to play earlier than everyone else, and they had to gear up a little bit earlier or whatever. Maybe you can track it up to, but um, you know they the the they being the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, uh, they had a tough schedule, and it's not like they've scored very few runs, which is sort of why that they they are where they are? Um, because this team was always going to have to score runs to win games. Yeah. Um, and when Cole Calhoun is your leading home run getter with one home run, uh, your yeah,
0: only home run.
1: Yes, your only home run. Good. Uh, good point, Jordy. <laughs> uh, I mean, aside like, from Mike
0: Trout and and Jonathan Lucroy, and if you want to throw Brian Goodwin in there, even though he only has ten at bats. Everyone else is batting below 220. They're not even getting on base.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, <laughs> negative wars. I'll tell you that. Um. Stack <laughs> guy over there. Stack guy, big stack guy. Uh, big stack yeah. Guy. Big, big, big stack guy. Uh, You know, it's it's, it's one home run as a team in six games is not great. So, um, great pick, Jordy, great pick. Um, I'm going to go with, since we're going to talk about the Red Sox later, I'm going to go with the New York Yankees. Um, Okay. Yeah, simply because. Because they're injured? No, because Cold Start, they played against the Baltimore Orioles and the Detroit Tigers, who you and I both agreed that it would be Uh, two teams that were going to be tanking for the first, (laughs) for the first sort of the first pick in the draft uh, or the raised pick, if you will, Um, raised from early 2000s, not now, but the Orioles and the Tigers, not great team. And the Yankees at home in their little league ballpark uh, lost two out of three to both those teams Um, and just haven't, haven't really been this offensive juggernaut that the that they were promised um so for me it has to be the yankees because you have to beat up on teams especially in the american league you have to beat up on teams that are worse than you and that's sort of people said that's why the red sox won so many games last year because they beat the teams they were supposed to and they did it consistently and by a lot Um, so the yankees definitely uh are in that position now whereas the red sox you know we can get into it later, but there's more of an excuse as to as to why uh, they have such a slow start. But this this Yankee team has no excuse. You can say injuries, Jordy, as much as you want, but Torres, Glaber playing, Judge is playing, Gardner, Void, Sanchez, uh, Bird, Andujar. You know every Stanton. Well, Andujar and, and Stanton are on the DL. They've been but, on the DL for the last couple of days. But they also had they played in the first four games, so. They played in the three games, the, the first, first series games. Yeah. The first yeah. series against Baltimore and they still lost two out of three games and uh, against Baltimore as a team, they did not, they scored 10 runs and in, in three games. So not great. Um, no. But yeah, that the would team, be my by team. The way, Baltimore celebrating winning their first game against the Yankees as if they just won the world series. They should, they should. I mean, Gary Sanchez leading the team in, in home runs, with two, uh, and they again, they had, they were at home in that little league ballpark they play in, um, not like the Babe Ruth League that that Phillies play in, but the little league park that they play in, in New York. Um, You've upgraded the Phillies, <laughs> <the> Phillies Stadium. <laughs> but you, <laughs> but you talk about you talk about teams not hitting over, you know, to the Angels not hitting over two twenty. The Yankees are very are in the same exact place. Um they only have three guys that are over two fifty. Everyone else is under two fifty. So uh and, well, like and one five of the five guys at two fifty. One one of the guys over two fifty has had is only played in one game, so that doesn't really count. So I got um, Mayhew, Judge, and then Stanton and, Stanton Torres and
0: Sanchez at two fifty. Right. My point and is you're that, right. Romine and,
1: and Wade are at three thirty three, having each played only one game and are one for three. Right. So my point is that this team, just like the Angels, their their batting averages are miserable um, to start the season, which is the same stat that you said for our boys uh, out in Los Angeles Angels. Sure. So let's move to the National League, Jordy. Yeah. I, and just a quick honorable
0: mention of Colt team. Uh, the Houston Astros was one I was thinking about picking. Uh, just I thought that. I thought it was a little more glaring for the Angels that they're kind of in the spot they are. Houston's another team that's you're kind of a little stagnant to start out. So that was my, sort of my reasoning. I don't know. I don't know if they were on your radar either because uh, they haven't scored a ton of runs when they have this juggernaut offense that could that could come out. But I just thought you know I thought slower start for Houston. Not the, not the worst thing to worry about in the world. I love it, Jordy. Cool.
1: Give me yeah, your hot got- team.
0: Give me your hot team. Yeah, so similar to you, because we saved the Phillies for Phillies talk, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the second obvious pick. I'm gonna let the probably what you probably what you're gonna say the obvious pick is, but I'm gonna go with the New York Mets. The the arch rival, Dark Knights, if you will, the team that Greg, when we did the American National League East last week, we talked about as this year's San Francisco Giants, and what has that team done, Greg? They have come out and and they've been one of the better teams batting wise. They've scored 37 runs, which is good for four or fifth in, in baseball. They're fourth in batting average. So pitching's looking pretty good. But, you know, I mean, they're getting production from all facets of their lineup. They got Wilson Ramos looking like an absolute stud, which I said, I was you know bummed to see him leave the Phillies and he's Transferred that over to the to the Mets perfectly. They got Michael Conforto just pumping out, pumping out hits left and right, <clears throat> and then they got another a number of other guys that are helping out the team in every which way that they can. Whether it's Jeff McNeil, Pete Alonzo, I'd like to give Robinson Cano or, or Juan Lagares some more credit because they're the ones that have hit home runs for him. Because they've only hit a few as a team, they only hit three, but the, each of them is only floating around the Mendoza line. So I can't give them too much credit. But the rest of this Mets team, Greg, they're manufacturing runs. They're drawing walks when they can. And they're capitalizing. So you got to give them a ton of props for starting off the season the way that they did. And if it's not for that, for blowing a lead on Sunday, they'd be 6-0 and right now. Granted, they just swept the Marlins, but still, it's hard to go on the road. The Marlins were actually scoring and putting up runs, and they held off. They held off that Marlins team. Their bullpen's looking good. Jacob Degrom's picking picking up exactly where he left off. So, you know, you got to give a lot of props to them.
1: Yeah, we had mentioned when we did our preview that their pitching staff, if they could stay healthy, this would be a dangerous team for sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's. Always something to be in the back of people's heads. And this could be a team maybe this year they don't get injured maybe they go back to the World Series like they did a couple of years ago. Um, you never know. But that's a great pick. Great start, Jordy. I'm not going with the obvious choice. I'm not going with the obvious Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I'm going with the Los Angeles Dodgers simply because ah. they – Yes, simply because they
0: almost, – I almost went with the Dodgers. I like, I like that you went with them.
1: They scored 50 runs. Yeah. They are I'm a, a fine tuned machine. 50 runs. They have a plus 19 run scored versus given up run, runs against uh, difference. Plus 19 for that stat. And now. And they're just
0: spanking teams.
1: Yeah. And they have uh, all but like four of their starters, or all but two of their starters. No. Yeah. All but two of their starters uh, have hit a home run so far. And you could yeah. argue Russell Martin is is the catcher split time. So who really knows? So you could argue all, but one of their starters has hit a home run uh, this season so far. They're just absolutely, Like you said, tearing the cover off the ball, not really striking out that much. Uh, it's a well, but Corey Seager coming back huge for them. Yeah. Corey Seager has been, been pretty good. I
0: mean, obviously he brings a ton defensively. He hasn't been great offensively. He does have a Homer. So good for you. Only three hits. So he's three for 21. When the rest of the team is, as you mentioned, tearing the cover off the ball, Cody Bellinger once again, awesome April, Kike, Kike Hernandez batting four hundred with two homers, Austin Barnes with two homers, Jock Peterson, three homers, put taking up, you know, taking up that right field mantle perfectly for him. And then there's a ton of other guys on that team, Chris Chris Taylor, Corey Seager, we mentioned, Max Muncie, you know, these guys who. They've hit home runs for him, sure, but aren't really getting their averages there. They're going to, or at least you think they would. Seeger and Taylor, you'd hope, and Muncie, you know, we'll see where he goes. But, I mean, this team, if they continue with this clip and the water starts to find its level, I wouldn't be surprised to continue to see their team batting average still remain around 300s It's right now, 298, second best in the majors, 17 home runs, best in the bigs. And while this pitching staff, you know, the big question that we had when Matt and I did the NL West, you know, right now they're picking that pitching staff up and they're, you know, helping out a ton. You know, you've had to use Kenley Jansen a couple times in two safe situations. and one where you didn't need him for it. You just brought him in for a little bit, a little bit of help. And the rest of your starting staff, you have Jose Urias, who I watched the other night on ESPN, look like an absolute stud fanning seven over five innings. You have Ross Stripling, a guy who granted he started the year in the bullpen, but he had an ERA sub two entering June. I mean, these are these are guys that if they continue to figure that out, it could be pretty great for them. And Walker Bueller, who only went three innings in his first start, you know he's going to figure it out. So if this offense, again, if they even the water finds its level and they the guys that are on fire right now cool off just a bit. And the guys who are ice cold heat up, which they're going to. Corey Seager is that kind of the guy that is. This team is going to be dangerous, and they're going to prove the you know everybody wrong that you know we didn't need to shell out all the money for for Harper or for Machado because we still got all our dudes. And then who knows whenever Clayton Kershaw back comes back and how he looks.
1: Yeah, no, and and this certainly allows them to go out and get starting pitching help if they need it. As well as Campbell uh, has been linked to them as sort of bullpen help. Uh, yep. Not that they need it bullpen help, but because there's um, what's his name? Starting pitcher still in the market, Kluber. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dallas Keuchel. Keuchel, yeah. So, yeah. But he, I mean, that's why I went with this team. You know, a team that was granted they ran into the buzz saw that was the Red Sox that uh, won the World Series last year, Jordy. I'm not sure if you knew that. Um. Yeah, I think I, I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, that's twice that I've mentioned the World Series champions. The Red Sox won last year. It won't be the God. last, but that's definitely twice already. Um, this team... The last team to go back-to-back
0: wasn't the Red Sox, <laughs> right? So it probably won't be the Red Sox. Was it the Yankees? Has it Yikes. been that long?
1: Yikes. Has it um, been 20
0: years since the team won back-to-backs?
1: So the point is, Jordy, that uh, we're going to ignore that. The point is that this team is certainly poised uh, to make another run borderline um like the royals did a couple years previously uh a little, little different than the kansas city royals that used Moneyball
0: to and the fact that they that they were being completely underestimated in 2015 when they won and starting fights like every fifth time that that one dude started your your Darno ventura remember that guy yeah somebody fucking slid across home plate
1: the wrong way and he just well, tried, to, was he the, tried to knock his teeth out the year before they lost in the world series in the year after they won it right yeah. Right. Um, anyway, so, so, on, on so... That
0: sentiment alone, but that team also had a lot of fight in them. They felt disrespected. This team, I think, they're just disrespecting their opponents. It's my point.
1: Yeah, when you score 50 runs plus 19, that's definitely a thing. Uh, yeah. Give me your cold team. Yeah, my
0: cold team I'm going to go with to start. Uh, I'm going to, you know, hand up and just admit that I was, you know... I'm not wrong, yeah, because... Obviously that's only the first week of the season, but the yeah. Cubs You're wrong. have not looked great to start. They've scored 28 runs, but their pitching has looked suspect. I'll put it that way. Um, you know, so they have the best batting average in baseball, but one of the worst pitching staffs statistically. Um, and, you know, I don't know if that's just another year of age on a pitching staff that we've talked about a lot throughout the years and the batting average that has a number of young studs is, you know, still doing its thing, even though they lost eight, nothing the other night in Atlanta. Um, yeah. So I'm, you know, that's, that's my team. I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see that my MVP pick, Chris Bryant already has a Homer batting three, three thirteen. His, his teammate though, with, or two of his teammates with better clips though, and Javi bias and Kyle Schwarber. But yeah, that pitching staff, Every single starter has had rough, rough goings at it. Uh, the most notable was you Darvish who couldn't even get into the fourth inning, allowing three earned runs, but getting shelled for a couple homers same with Cole Hamels. Um, so yeah, that's been, again, you, you figure their pitching staff is going to figure it out and, and get it going, but uh, not a good look for the, for the Cubs
1: pitching staff to start the year. Nice. Well played. Um I'm gonna go with an obvious team that we're probably gonna say um, a couple times throughout the year, but the Cincinnati Reds have to be for me the cold team of the week, uh, simply because they lost four straight. They won their first game of the season and haven't won since. And really, if you want to look at it, they we knew they were gonna be good. They're, we knew they were gonna have good pitching stats and tough batting stats and that's what's happened so far really that's yep. been that's been the case um as a team they have only scored or or only had 11 rbis and uh with 11 runs scored which is the lowest in all of baseball um and granted we knew coming in they would be one of the lower scoring teams but uh you know it, Eleven it's, runs
0: in five games is pretty
1: bad. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Eleven runs in five games is bad, and and counterpoint that their pitching has been holding up there of the bargain. Um, only allow only allowing seventeen runs, which is you know second lowest in the National League. So, um, good for them. It's just their offense clearly is is not pulling its weight and probably won't all year.
0: No, and to be fair, also they've played two more games than the lowest team in the National League. Uh, the only team lower than them, that's the Pittsburgh Pirates.
1: And the Pirates have played three games. Uh They're in the middle of their the fourth Cubs, right now. Ooh, so. Jordy, you're terrible at this. The Cubs have also played less games than the Reds.
0: No, I'm... Yeah, but the Cubs have have allowed way more runs. All I'm right. saying, to be fair to the to the Reds, who are second lowest in the National League, they've played two more games than the Pirates, who are one and two and have allowed 11 runs.
1: Gotcha. That's sorry. Bad. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Well... Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's all good. I, I caught you two out of three times. Not bad. Um... Yeah. Let's see, Jordy, move right, move right into hot player of the week. Let's go into
0: hot player of the week. Give me what you got. All right, so we're gonna start in the NL for me. I kind of gave a hint at it, but it's Corey Belling or Cody Bellinger. Yeah, uh, five homers, twelve ribbies, batting 429 Guys on an absolute tear. He's only struck out three times. Um, yeah, I mean, leading the charge for that Dodgers team that we were talking about. So. I don't know if you have any other notes. I know we talked about him a lot before, but guys, absolutely mashing the ball.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like you said that that team just absolutely ate apart the Arizona uh, Arizona Diamondbacks pitching, which historically or recently has been good. Um, I'm going to go with Kristen Yelich, Milwaukee Brewers. Oh yeah, great. Um, pick. Four home runs. He himself has scored seven runs, eight RBIs, betting four oh nine. Uh for me it was toss up between him and Colton Wong from St. Louis, my honorable yes. mention. Um so just as you know he's betting five hundred, doing well for them. But uh Yelich absolutely mashing the ball just like Bellinger, but Bellinger really has to be the obvious choice here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American League, what do you got? Ooh, I'm going back and forth here. Do um, you want me to do mine? Do you think no, I'll have uh, three years up? No, no, no. You all know, right. all right. I'm going officially Tim Beckham, Seattle Mariners. Okay. Um, yeah, 379, eight RBIs, three home runs, eight runs scored. Uh, OPS 1264. Uh, for the Seattle the team that, as you mentioned, absolutely blistering stars, seven and one, really, really, really beating teams uh pretty easily. Fifty six runs scored and, and they have a couple guys that could have been mentioned, a couple guys that could have been Tim Duck Tim Beckham, uh, or Mitch Haniger, sort of three or three other Seattle guys that are really uh doing well so far, but uh, I'm gonna go with Tim Beckham.
0: Nice. I like it a lot. I'm going to go with J.D. Martinez.
1: Oh, your boss, Red
0: Sox. heard of him. Nine for 25, two homers, seven ribbies in the last seven days. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit, but, you know, uh, Red Sox not the greatest start in the world, but guy like that who you expect to be performing well uh, when the team, you know, isn't off to the greatest start in the world, like you said, doesn't perform very well on the West Coast. It's nice to see that they're, you know, their guy that they're investing a lot into is – uh you know, doing his part, he's he's taking the lion's share of the the ribbies. Of seven of twenty four runs have come off the bat of JD Martinez. So I think he's off to a another great start to another year that we'll be talking about. And you know, in July of easy, you know, easy uh, All Star starter, and then at the end of the year of uh, you know where we're putting him in terms of on our MVP ballots. Yeah, great pick, great pick. Yeah. So, like I said, we're going to skip rookies and we'll just jump right into it. You want to start with the uh, Phillies talk or Red Sox talk, Craig?
1: Um, more to talk about with the Phillies. So, let's do Red Sox first. Um, right. Jordy, simple case as to why the Red Sox, yes, brutal start. A um, couple things, never do well, especially going west. Start the season out west tough, brutal stretch for them. The fact that the reigning World Series champs don't have a home game until April 9th is their first game, it's a fucking joke. Um, And they don't even get to play at home in the first quote-unquote opening week or whatever. Major League Baseball is some bullshit they're trying to sell us. Um, They started out four in Seattle, four in Oakland, uh, and then three in Arizona uh, in that you know crazy, crazy trip. Uh, four, four, and three. Seattle, Oakland, Arizona. But the problem with this team is sort of the longevity of their starting pitchers. Because this team, the Red Sox, being this team, is going to put up runs, right? They're going to they're going to get their runs. Their offense is proven that they can. Uh, they picked up right where they left off from last year. The issue is they did everything they could to win the World Series. They used their starting pitchers coming out of the bullpen. They they wasted not wasted, but they. They sold, went, sold the farm, went for it, sold out to win, and did everything they could to win um, the World Series. And they did win the World Series. I'm not sure if you remember that, Jordy, but the Red Sox won the World Series. Chris Sale closed the game out. Chris Sale closed the game out. Um, They're starting pitching. Uh, really was overused, overworked. And so now that's been a huge reason as to why. I mean, they let up 12 runs, 7 runs – sorry, 12 runs, 6 runs, 6 runs, 10 runs, 7 runs, and then last night they lost one nothing. So Chris Sale had a great start, but he still picked up the loss. Um, but their starting pitching is, is a huge issue, and I think it really is because of being overworked last year. And they'll be able to ramp it up coming down the, or, or – they'll be able to ramp it up moving forward, but um, hopefully they figure it out sooner rather than later. Jordy, uh, anything to add to – Why the Red Sox have been slow? Such a slow start. Um, And reminder: this is the World Series, reigning World Series champs.
0: Yeah, you you keep saying that, and you know, I'm glad. I'm glad that you keep reminding us. And yeah, I know I I picked them to win the division, so I can't even make any comments there. But no, you're the West Coast swings never fun, and like you mentioned with with uh, L.A. of a, you know, it's the same. It might be the same situation that. Those two teams had an extra start to the year. They got, they had real game experience, not just spring training, where you have a guy throw three innings, then pull them, and then another guy throw three innings. Um, yeah, I, I think it might just be. I don't know if it's World Series hangover or what. What it is, it might just be a case of the West Coast Mondays. You know, if that makes any sort of sense. Um, yeah, I, I think with Chris Sale and two starts having an ERA of eight. Mentioned last night he had a really good start. I uh, had him on DraftKings. Couldn't get him to the win there. But, you know, we can see. We'll see what the Red Sox continue to do. I think playing a team like Arizona, who we were just talking about, starting pitching hasn't looked very good. You're not going to have to face Zach Granke, Um, Even if he ends up having, you know, he starts to rebound it. You're missing him in that wacky ballpark. So let's see what they do there. You know, we can see what they're, you know what their offense, if that in and how it will come alive against the back half of the Arizona, the Arizona pitching staff. I would think it's it would be time to to try to hammer them in terms of a, a gambling side. But yeah, like when guys like Andy Benatendi, Jackie Bradley Jr., Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts are batting in the the first the first few guys I just mentioned are batting below two twenty five. Bogarts is batting two sixty one all low for them. You'd have to expect that water finds its level there,
1: and then they, they start to find their way. Yeah, no, I think they uh, I think they figure it out and uh, definitely, 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 definitely turn it around and, and end up leading the division. Ironically enough, Jordy, the Tampa Bay Rays, Baltimore Orioles, and Toronto Blue Jays are 1, 2, and 3 in the American League East, which was the exact opposite, uh, or not the exact, but close to the exact opposite that we had predicted for uh, how things are going to shake out this year. So uh, funny that. Out. Yeah. Well, it's funny how it works out that way. Right.
0: Yeah. Funny how it's also the first week of the season.
1: <laughs> Agreed. And no one really cares, but uh, you know, what is an exciting story, which everyone's talking about with the exception of today's uh, walk-off loss to the nationals, the, Philadelphia-, <laughs> the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, you some would say that they had a decent, have had a decent start to the year, especially because they dropped so much money and they had no choice but to have a good start to the season. Jordy, uh, granted, they beat up on Atlanta, which is a huge win for them. Uh, and uh, Jake Gary Arietta looked good. Aaron Nola looked decent. Uh, and who's this Morgan guy? Adam Morgan. He's uh, he's been a a.
0: Reliever for the Phillies for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there on Sunday. Arietta looked okay. He walked a lot of guys. Uh, there was a total of fourteen walks by like the sixth inning in that game on Sunday Night Baseball. Um, Arietta had a had a tough time finding uh, finding where his sinker. But yeah, to answer your question, Adam Morgan is a reliever. A guy that was uh, s- sitting near me made the comment of as soon as he came in, all right, well this game's over. This guy's going to let up five you know five homers like that. And I, after the inning ended, I said the fact he didn't let up a 500-foot shot is astounding, but he's been great out of the bullpen. Um, and like you mentioned today, the Phillies lost in walk-off fashion where Aaron Nola didn't look good to start the day. He only lasted three innings, and then the, the bullpen picked him up, and it looked great. The Phillies ended up rallying to take an 8-6 to six lead. Then your guy, Greg, Sir Anthony Dominguez, comes in, And ends up blowing the lead. Should have been an 8-7 lead, but a very, very weird defensive error. The first of the year for the Phillies defense, which is another big storyline. Like I talked about last week, that'll probably go under the radar. But Reese Hoskins closed his glove basically too early and pulled it in. Uh, Basically missed time to the catch. And Sir Anthony's throw um, goes right by him. And the tying run ends up coming across the plate. It's 8-8. The Phillies offense couldn't get it done on the back, on the top of the ninth inning, rather. Um, And David Robertson, who's pitched in now three games, and as he mentioned after the game, he's been pitching like shit. And that's what he did today. He let up a single and then walked three straight batters to lose the game. So kind of the big storyline is the offense looks fantastic,
1: yeah, what I mean how crazy? do you, how do you not have Sir Anthony as your closer?
0: Yeah, it's I think we mentioned this before, but Gabe Kapler doesn't like the the labels of the bullpen. He hasn't used Sir Anthony in the ninth inning. He's gone to Robertson and where they've been closer to Um, save situations. It looked like Robertson was going to come in on Sunday night as well, but then the Phillies blew it open in that eighth inning Uh, and Hector nearest stepped in the former closer before Sir Anthony got called up last year. Uh, I think that's part of it. It's just this lack of Kapler wanting to use labels. So I think you're going to see Sir Anthony be used in save situations. You're going to be seeing him used in hold situations. Same thing with Robertson there. Um, So it'll be really, really interesting to see how that happens. Good news, though, of that trio of, of back end guys. Well, two of them are struggling a little bit. Pat Nishak's looked pretty healthy uh, and pretty good to go. Of course, last year he missed a good chunk of the start of the season due to injuries. So that's what I mean by healthy. Uh, and he's he has only let up two hits in three in three appearances. So good, good on him there. But that's you know, I tweeted out on opening day. They were up big by the time the bullpen got used after Aaron Ola got pulled. But kind of a rough look for the Phillies bullpen. Uh, and that's been that went under the radar until today that the bullpen had been really shaky. And then today, where the offense had to pull the team out from a bad Aaron Nola start and, and actually successfully did that, uh, those glaring weaknesses on the bullpen and, and shaky starts really got brought to light. So that's, you know, that's certainly the, the negative storyline, certainly of this young season so far is kind of the, the guys we thought in the bullpen were going to be good have struggled a little bit and there are some pleasant surprises, but those two names in Sir Anthony and David Robertson are certainly, uh, sticking out right now. If I have to be a little nervous.
1: Yeah. I'm, uh, really surprised by Sir Anthony. He's, um, he's certainly my favorite. So for him not to perform well is just, just so depressing. Really? yeah, He,
0: he had a bit of a shaky time in the second half of the season last year, but when he's on, man, I mean, you've, you contest uh, consistently picked him. I don't know what the fuck kind of word I was about to say uh, as your, as your rookie of the week, when he was, a, you know, when he had that opportunity and um you know, when he's on, he, he can really have it. And, and I think he'll figure it out. He'll figure out how to shake it coming in today. He'd only, he'd had one other appearance where he struck out uh, two of the four guys he faced. So, you know, just a bad day today. And, you know, then you figured the Phillies would probably drop one after they, you know, after they, really did their way with Atlanta where where the opening day they they really exploded to 10 runs. Saturday they clawed their way back out from a bad Nick, Fabet- Nick Pavetta start and won 8 to 6 there. And then Sunday like we mentioned Arietta looked looked decently good and then the back half of the bullpen looked great there. So, and then last night obviously the emotional night for Bryce Harper. He stepped it up big after striking out twice to start the game. Um, had a buddy there who kept texting me after every strikeout and um, didn't really hear much from him afterwards. I'll say that. Although so, he's a Red
1: Sox fan, I think he was just trying to troll me. Yeah, definitely trying to troll you. So explain to me why this team walks so much.
0: Yeah, well, so some of it's intentional walks. Bryce Harper's gotten intentional walked a lot. The Major League Baseball leader, Greg, in intentional walks is Michael Franco out of the eight spot. He has five intentional walks and three homers. He's batting 545 with an on base percentage of 706 out of the eight spot. The Phillies franchise record for homers out of the eight spot is 14. He already has three of them. Another big reason, though, of why they're walking so much is that they're a lot more patient at the plate. There's some guys that you can certainly say aren't. They're have multiple guys with five strikeouts in in as many games um Bryce Harper being one of them Gene Segura being one of them Odubel Herrera is somehow not one of them if you see him swing at a curveball at times it looks you know tough tough to watch but I think they're just a little more patient the fact that this lineup the one through eight spots you know they can pick each other up they clearly really enjoy playing with each other and being on the same baseball field Together. I think that helps too. Um, so I think the fact that they, they know they don't need, no one specific player knows they need to put the team on their back, I think helps. We mentioned it before, but Oduble Herrera, Cesar Hernandez, and Michael Franco, the six, seven, eight hitters, were formerly the one, two, three hitters a mere three years ago. Um, so I know they know, you know what it's like to have that sort of pressure. And we mentioned about Oduble. him not having as much pressure on him is, is certainly starting to. Uh, you know, show an effect there. He went, he had three doubles last night.
1: So, and it's, it's, I think. Is Franco walking because he's in the eight spot and they want to get to the pitcher?
0: Yeah, that's a big part of it is that he's getting intentionally walked so that the pitcher spot can come up with either one or two outs.
1: Yeah, so let's not crown this guy the next great hitter on your team. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the, he's still the, He's six
0: for eleven with eight with three homers
1: and eight RBI. So, could you argue that this is uh, Gabe the Babe's second year? So, that people are listening to him, or do you think Bryce Harper really uh, has an influence on the team already? You know, what is sort of the recent change? Uh, Gabe the Babe, I think certainly it's it's clicking more and more. You saw it
0: a lot, uh, not a lot, obviously, because they didn't have a great second half of the year. But you saw him start to really establish himself in the middle of last year and at the end of the year, you know, thing, you know, the team kind of, they had their whole thing, Bryce Harper, Gene Sikora, Andrew McCutcheon, even being there, I think certainly helped. Um, I mentioned the fielding before. That's something they really worked on in spring training was being aggressive in terms of trying to really charge the ball, really just overly hustling. Um, They had a great play last night where Reese Hoskins charged towards a bunt and ended up actually getting the lead runner on a max scherzer bunt um yeah so i mean i think just the fact i think the coaching is really starting to click i think bringing in these veterans these former all-stars is really helping out there um yeah and and these guys certainly love to play play with uh, you know play together um the crowd is loving it and they're loving the crowds you know so i think i think just it's clicking on a lot
1: of different ends Let's slow our roll here. Saying it's clicking six games in or four games in.
0: I I mean, no, that's awesome.
1: You're allowed allowed to be excited, and and I'm not trying to take that away from you. I'm just saying it's uh, you know it's no. My my
0: expectations are tempered. Don't worry,
1: but but
0: today certainly showed that, and and you know the team is going to have their errors here and there. They're going to have to have the days where they get creative, and it looked like you know somebody tweeted out today about how. Today was really the first game that, that Gabe had to, you know, get creative with his managing, and it looked like it was working. Where he pulled Nola quick, ended up doing a double switch, and you know, it seemed like it was working. Just that bolt, bull- those bullpen issues. That's that's going to be my mo this whole year of what what my problem is with the Phillies is the bullpen. And mm. uh, what's the fix? I think. Well, a it's Sir Anthony and David Robertson figuring the shit out, um, and you know we'll see we'll see with the rest of it we'll see if uh the rest of these guys can can keep it going
1: it's exciting because we wouldn't think that we'd get Bryce Harper this early this quickly uh in in back in Nationals Park right getting booed getting cheered and it looked like the other game that there were more Phillies fans at the end of the night than there were Nationals fans i feel like there's a lot of uh philadelphia people in dc but um well well, they the one sports talk
0: radio station here had i believe it was 12 buses of people that they brought down to to washington last night and that was everybody that was in right field that bryce harper bowed to nice Uh, there are a lot of people there the way back pre-bryce harper nationals uh the joke was was that nationals park was citizens bank
1: park south nice i like it um So the real question that I think is on everyone's mind is the Gabe, the babe nickname for Gabe, the babe. Yeah. Is it sticking in Philly? Is it a thing that uh, people are saying? I feel like it's you and me, a lot of it calling him Gabe, the babe, but he is an absolute man rocket. So that was his nickname as I told you when he was in Boston I'm surprised it hasn't translated over I don't know well I have to Greg you'll have to come down here and and stand on
0: you know stand on the street corners
1: yeah I mean it was it was particularly uh, a particularly popular name amongst the female demographic within the Red Sox fan base um but also. Many of the males uh, definitely agreed, and myself being one of them, gave the babe earned that nickname for a reason.
0: Yeah. Oh, he absolutely did. <laughs>
1: he's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy. He's, a, he's yeah. a good-looking guy. He got a little beard going right
0: now, showing a little of the grays in the beard, and he's distinguished. Yeah. I mean, I would love, I would love him
1: to get some, uh, you know, get some credit for, for. All the work that he, I'm sure he does to to make himself look good, right? Oh yeah. Uh, can you win with a with a you know an ugly manager, if you will? Like isn't wasn't that the running joke about uh, uh, that Rex Ryan said that his brother will never get a head coaching job because he's too ugly or something? And like, and uh, NFL execs are looking for like for abs- absolute units. Or just specimens. like, or just like you know, they want people who are like, they can market, they can sell. I mean, I feel like that was a thing. Doug Peterson's
0: like, yeah. you know, he's he's a fun, he's a fun guy, but I wouldn't necessarily call him like the greatest
1: looking dude in the world. You know, he's a great man, but yeah. But think about man rocket. I what's Rex? What's Rex Ryan's brother's name? Rob. Think Mom. about what Rob Ryan looks like, right? Think about. Anyway, he I mean,
0: wasn't at that that? great looking of a man either rest in peace but he got a head coaching job he used to coach the eagles all right like it uh there's probably a, a niche in chicago that really wanted mike ditka so well, uh, probably, i'm not even gonna jump on there it's, it's probably um, just
1: rex just giving his brother a hard time but anyway as this uh, should. jordy let's move on to do you have a stadium snack this week no Phillies home yeah, games, so, so you definitely didn't go to one well i went i went on sunday i just mentioned but it was at home
0: Oh yeah. It was at home. Yep. Sunday night baseball against Atlanta. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: So I ended up having just plain plain old chicken fingers and fries. We got down there a little late Sunday night. Um, Interestingly enough, they have a new carrying tray that actually has a, a couple pockets for you to, to put like dipping sauces in, you know how, like if you get a carry like a soda tray and, you have to do. You have to get creative of how you're gonna, you know, get your sauces set up. This now has a little pocket there. But I wanted, to, what I wanted to talk about on Sunday Night Baseball uh, was the ESPN crew. Greg was talking about Philly cheesesteaks because, as any, really, it's ESPN, but as any national TV crew does when they come to Philadelphia, is they talk about the cheesesteaks. Um, and this was, uh, I don't know if you saw this live. I don't know if you watched the game, no. but they were astounded by the con- a the concept of the cheese steak and didn't really do a ton of research as to the cheese steak itself. Arod called it the greatest cheese sandwich. Not sure where he got that from. Uh, and then Matt Vasker's referred to the cheese sauce
1: as wiz wit sauce. Ah, so he combined it.
0: Yeah, you know you know what wiz wit is, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you, you want to explain it to the fans? Or do you
1: want me to? Um, great question. Let's see. <laughs> Do you want me to explain it? <laughs> Wiz, no, no, I know, I know, I know. To explain it. I just don't want to be. I don't want to be wrong. Since we're on a live podcast and everyone listens to this podcast live, they don't download it later, um. So we don't have a chance to edit it out. I'm gonna go. It's whiz with is like with peppers and onions, right? Wiz wit onions.
0: Yeah, the peppers you have to order separately.
1: But, okay, so Wiz wit um, is. I was right.
0: Yeah. But it's it, not a sauce. Whiz is the is no, the cheese know. that's on there.
1: No, I know. But I'm saying it's like when you say whiz wit, you want the cheese, but you also want wit would be the onion part. Yeah, uh, with the with
0: the with the caramelized onions. Yes, right. Caramelized. Um, if you want a pepper, if you want peppers, you say like pepper steak wit. Uh, right. whiz wit is how Car- you'd order it. Caramelized,
1: not caramelized.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're right there. Oh, it's <laughs> Greg, it's, Greg, you're if you ever go when you come visit me in Philadelphia, we're gonna go to a cheesesteak establishment. And your head is going to be just leaning over, and your drool is going to be, uh, you're going to be, you mean hog heaven, Craig? Yeah, I'm. I'm more of a uh, regular cheese guy, not whiz. Yeah, you can get provolone. You can get, I believe you can get Monterey.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, more I know of some a, places
0: do pepper jack.
1: I'm more of a white cheese than a than a yellow American cheese. Guy. cheese? Yeah, they got American cheese. No, here. I just, I just don't want the can. I just don't want the canned cheese, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. No, you don't have to do that. You don't worry. You don't. Have, you can do. You can just say American wit. That's so all you got to do. That, I just gave you your order. Yeah, I'm a big pepper guy. I'll rock. get some peppers too. Yeah, pepper steak, American wit. There you go. There's your order.
1: I mean, thank you for teaching me something that I clearly got right when you asked me, and you tried to embarrass me, but I got it right. No, I was trying to embarrass Matt and, you know, love the guy, but <laughs> I mean, wisdom
0: sauce, not a thing.
1: The, the voice of did an angel. You have but, a stadium how, did you, how did you see that when you were at the game? What's, what's, I saw the I saw the news
0: stories on Twitter after uh, the game when I was on the subway. at right home,
1: you've been very active on Twitter recently.
0: Love Twitter, love Twitter. Do you have a stadium snack, Greg?
1: Um, no. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been to a game. I haven't uh, we talked about what what Fenway is going to be new or what's new kind of stadium
0: snacks you wanted to do? Wanted to share with the class.
1: So we did that last week in our and at our, our least no more preview. Well, I, I suggest well, if you would let me finish, I would suggest people who haven't done so and they want my picks to please go back, redownload, uh, you know, subscribe yeah. to the pod so that you can Greggy, get Greggy the, page views over here. Yeah. I mean, more of like uh listening to pod views, but, uh, yeah great Craig, downloads. <laughs> there it is. I like it. Um <laughs> make sure that you go ahead and subscribe so you get automatically in tune and update when uh the G Man or Jordy, uh, as he like as I know him, uh records pods. But um or Don, as some people know. Or or the sixth, as as he's been known to call be, be I'm called. From <laughs> from <Toronto. laughs> the sixth. Um no, so I'm it really out of protest. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's bullshit again. The fact Don't you have that- like ten home games in a row, though,
0: starting on Tuesday. No, on. I think you. I was just looking at it before, or at least like a week straight of home games. Because then, and then you have Patriots Day and Big Boston Day. You know,
1: yeah. Marathon Monday is is a week from Monday, so it's like, and and they play. So they have uh, Monday off, play Tuesday, Wednesday Wednesday off, play Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know. It's it's one of those like weird ass, one of those weird ass schedules where it's like, oh, let's get every single day off. And then you know, like oh, you play, you yeah, you so have a home. It's the April schedule that we deal with now because well, the- not the Red Sox. They've been playing. They haven't had a day off since the season started. Because um, uh-huh. again, they're on the West Coast playing four straight versus the Mariners, first straight versus the Athletics, and then three versus uh, Arizona. But we talked about it last year, Jordy. the Red Sox went to Oakland at the beginning of the year last year and, and lost and I was nervous about Oakland all if the Red Sox had to play them in the playoffs. So I, th- I think I saw in every that every year the Red Sox have won the World Series, they've lost their opening series. Well, they lost their opening series this year and they they're down 20 in a four game series uh, and pl- game three just started, so uh, West Coast time. but uh,
0: in Smokeland,
1: <laughs> nice. But Eovaldi's on the bump, uh, the only guy who, uh, who's got to win this year. You know what I do want to update people on about the Red Sox? We had talked about what the Red Sox were going to do at catcher because of, uh, you know, Swihard and Vasquez and then uh, Sandy Leone. And Sandy, Le- Sandy Leone got put on waivers, didn't make the team. So, uh-huh. and, uh yeah, that solved that answer and, and did that one for us um, I did have a bleacher creature Jordy. I'm not sure uh, although it's from hockey so if you have a baseball one please share it
0: no no, no you share yours first and I'll share my one mine from baseball yeah it's a baseball one
1: okay um so I'm not sure if you saw this but um you know hockey I mean basketball's been doing it too but there's this kid who he oh, this- Yeah, he had a little sign, you know, be brain tumor, cancer, all that stuff, you know, did this, did that. Um, And I'm downplaying it, but it really is a huge accomplishment for him. And then he said, you know, one of those signs like checklist, checklist, and then it said the last checkbox was unchecked, and it said stick from Leighton or the goalie or whatever Um, for the Islanders. Nope, Edmonton Oilers? Yeah, it was the Islanders. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Um. Yeah, and it's something so minor because you know, so minor in a hockey player's life or any any Parathys life, oh, let me just say hi to this kid quick, let me give him a stick, let me give him a piece of my equipment. Something that's so quick, so minor for these guys to do on a day-to-day basis, and something that that small of a detail really leads to making a kid's day, making a kid's year, making, you know, really just a memory that, that, that family and kid can hold on to, And it's as simple as, Oh yeah, here's a, here's a, here's a backup stick. I get a thousand of them, um, you know, and, and here's a picture, you know, it's just a feel good story and it happens all throughout sports. And I don't think you and I have mentioned anything like it on the pod on this pod. So I figured we should give uh, some credit when credit is due for these guys who, professional athletes in all sports, not just hockey, but this particular case, hockey, that uh, take a simple second out of their busy schedule, just take a simple picture with uh, those kids who are going through something major.
0: Do you see the one picture of him just bear hugging the kid?
1: Yeah, I mean, the kid was emotional. They were saying the kid was, like, crying, and, and obviously, you know, which is awesome. And like you said, again, it's something so small, like a professional player, like, you know, they don't, I mean... It's such like a take two minutes instead of showering or, or not, i sorry, after you shower, instead of taking a longer shower, you take two minutes to give this kid a stick and yeah. take a picture and give him a hug. Like, that's an easy, easy yes for anyone uh, that has yeah. a heart. So, it's a slam dunk. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jordy, what's yours?
0: Yeah, I don't know if you saw this. I know it made its rounds away around uh, social media and whatnot, but, uh, during the aforementioned Braves Cubs game the other night where the Braves want to eat nothing. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but as the game was going on a number of fans from both sides, Cubs fans and a few Braves fans made a pyramid of beer cans uh, at, you know, Eight nothing game, nothing really doing. Cubs fans made the trek down, hopefully, to see their team play. Uh, Braves fans excited to see their team win after losing uh, three straight in Philly. Uh, but you know, it's nice to see fans getting together for a cause, you know, that some might say is more nobler than baseball and in, in creating the great beer pyramid. Um, so, you know, it's something I saw and something that I wish to attain one day and probably never will. Somebody probably see me trying to do that. and be a dick and knock it over
1: well the beer pyramid for those who uh were confused because it wasn't fully explained is when one of your buddies passes out and you start to build you start to stack cups on top of their slumped over a head well no this was uh, like
0: not, this wasn't on a guy this was on a
1: railing oh yeah different no they okay. had there was
0: one of those too that happened in philadelphia too okay i think a guy's dad but okay. yeah that's what uh, I that talking was about. also a good one but this okay. was on a railing as oh. the game went on, it's like the base, I think had like 20, had like not 20. I think it was like 12 beer cans on the bottom.
1: So was it a couple people pooled their things together or was it one? Yeah, one... it was pool, It was pooled beer cans together
0: along this railing
1: in uh oh. forget the
0: Sun Life Trust Stadium,
1: mm. Mm.
0: whatever it's called.
1: Mm. Indubitably. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So, you know, it's nice to see that, uh, you know, people just, can come together in a in a time of need too. It's, it's the small things
1: in life that get you. Small huh?
0: things in life, yeah.
1: That's awesome. Well, Jordy, yep. <laughs> I mean, two 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 Bleacher Creatures that are just on the same level. People helping people, um, uh-huh. you know, something
0: like that. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know, it's just what a, what a time to be alive. What a world we live in. The Red Sox, World Series champs. The Patriots, Super Bowl champs. I mean. What a time to be alive! The Bruins clinch second place. The Phillies are looking great this year. Bryce looks like a great signing. I mean, what a time to be alive!
0: What a time to be alive! And the you know Sixers and are looking good. You know they lost again tonight. Getting it all out now.
1: And I stumped you big time, at least thrice this this pod. So. Stump to Jordy normally goes negatively for me, but I'm glad I can get a couple wins here in the beginning of the season while you're still uh, in uh, we'll call it spring training form.
0: Yeah. It happens.
1: Uh, <laughs> but Greg, anything else before we head out? You bummed about Gronk? Gronkowski retiring. Uh, yeah, it's a huge loss. Rob Gronkowski, huge loss. Um, something he's flirted with last couple of years, so I guess... I should not be surprised. Um, but still, when it comes to fruition, it's it's still a, uh, you know, what what are we going to do now type of situation. Uh, it's kind of crazy because you think about it and they didn't have a contingency plan for it because they just got rid of Dwayne Allen, their backup from last year, you know. And, and it's almost scaring me in the face because, like, what if Brady turns around and retires whenever? They don't have a contingency plan for that either. So, but while they still have Brady, I still have faith and hope. Uh, the last time, not this was, not this Super Bowl, but the last one, they won when Gronk was hurt um, pretty much the whole year. So for me, um, I'm not... Too, obviously, losing the best tight end ever is hard, but um, I think the Red Sox can still... Or sorry, the Patriots can still perform well and still make... Uh, Still make noise and still make the AFC Championship like they do every year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. Love Without... people, seeing people try to go, go after Gronk of like, he was just a party boy. Like, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: Yeah, and it's like, I mean... He was so a party f- boy who never
0: got in trouble, like...
1: Yeah, it's so funny because you see people who like... you know, have Complete to, scumbags. Well, it's also like, you know, half the people like, oh, he was the greatest tight end ever and they'll have people like oh he could have been great but he you know this this and And it's like no no like look at the numbers look at like yeah look at the stats look at the fact that like the impact he had on that team and he also
0: won what three rings
1: like yeah i mean i don't think he gives a shit if he's actually the
0: greatest statistic Ever he has three Super Bowls.
1: Yeah, and just and just because Brady normalized winning Super Bowls doesn't mean like winning three, winning one is hard enough. Winning three yeah, exactly. is crazy. Going Again. to one, regardless if you're a player or a fan, is hard enough. At right. At this point, where exactly. we are in the world. Exactly. So three. exactly, especially if you're in the AFC, like going to a World Series hard enough with the Patriots going, and the fact that Brady and the Patriots normalized it is just wild. No, absolutely absurd. Um, I do have some fun news for those listening, Jordy, George Washington Canal the 6th, um and I now are in a are in two fantasy football leagues together. So, yes. Um if and when we face off this season, we'll have to do a little rivalry challenge um between the two of us and and figure out some sort of way to uh the loser has to do some sort of punishment and yeah. A,
0: a mayor's bet, if you will. I'm for, yeah, but you exactly. do this. Manny D never like makes makes a big deal
1: out of when we play each other on the podcast. You know, because he's worried. He's worried about losing and and how it's going to look and come across. Yeah. Me, you know, I'm too much of a asshole yeah. to care. Yeah, you got to just get him. If you if you ever try to get one with him, a mayor's bet.
0: You just got to like act as if he's going to welch on it, and then you get him to you could probably get him to bet like
1: his kidney away. I mean those are those sound like fighting words coming from you. Uh really really taking shots at a guy who hasn't been on the pod recently to defend himself. So yeah. as, as, he's, as If I you just follow take, him on
0: Instagram, you'll see that he's doing just fine.
1: As I just take a
0: side swipe shot. Hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean going going from uh the from South South Carolina to or no, going from Montana skiing, South Carolina to play golf all weekend with your grandfather to
1: Puticana. A uh, rough three straight weekends for Matty D. Listen, the guy just got engaged, all right? Let him let yeah. him bask in his engagement the tour. Uh... The tour the engagement tour. Uh, and again, I didn't mean to put him on blast, but uh yeah. let him let him just I think that's the the first reference to uh to his engagement. So congratulations. Hey. we Matty D. We hear we we hear him and his uh now fiance making dinner and banging around their forks on their plates during the pod, so <laughs> It's only natural, only natural that we get to yeah. We uh, give a life update of of how the banging, banging force <laughs> plates are going, and how they're going to continue positively, right? At least, at yes. least we, at least we suffered the banging for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. It's they're happy bangs. Exa- now, now we have something to celebrate. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a bang! Oh, can, that's Maddie and his lovely uh, fiance just being. Yeah, a great we can couple. bang
0: our own plates and yell out "Ompa," Ompa. But is Ukrainian Orthodox? Is that close? I mean, uh, if, if I throw a plate at the
1: wedding, uh, Greg, am I going to get in trouble? Uh, you know, some some probably would say
0: her it's, her. It's gonna be a fancy wedding.
1: Some would say that's frowned upon, like uh, drinking off in an airplane, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's discouraged. Discouraged is, is I think the I think the better way of saying it, um, Jordy. As you speak, JD Martinez just got a single, so good job calling him as the hot player of the week. Uh PPS. Hey yo Celtics won tonight, even though they're stumbling into the playoffs. Um Bruins clinch second. It's gonna be a uh it's gonna be a great little great little uh like I said, the most exciting time of sports because baseball started Final Four for basketball NHL playoffs coming up and uh, basketball so- shortly after that. So and you're getting the
0: masters is next week too. The we're going to have to talk about that right? next week. We're
1: going to have to talk about it on the next week's
0: show. Uh, next week's bullpen card. Keep an eye out. Also, we're going to do NFL our playoff football blue lining icing pod with oh. Jared. Yeah. Probably do that on Monday. I think is what we're talking about doing it on. So keep an eye out on Tuesday for that to drop. Huge, huge, huge. But Greg, thank you as always. It was a ton of fun. I'm glad that we were able to uh, hash everything out. Hey, I love you, buddy. I love you too, man. That'll do it for us. For my man, Greg Pietelli, I am the G-man, Jordy Cannell. Have a great weekend, everybody. And go Phils. Go Sox.